0: Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. Done a bunch of stories lately about property ownership. People buy a house, discover they don't own their backyard, or they buy a house and discover that they've also just somehow acquired the property, 86 properties around them. And so home ownership and property ownership can get confusing because most people just go to a closing, they go to their house, they got the keys. Yeah, hey, here's my house, and my yard is pretty obvious, and some people don't know exactly where the lines are and They've never actually gone and looked like at the actual property records down at the county. So here's a crazy story out of Hawaii. A couple finds out they own a road by getting an $18,000 power bill for streetlights. So they own a house. Turns out they also own the road it's on. But it's not a good thing because someone wants to charge them for that. NBC12KHNL published a story by Ben Gutierrez and Andrew McMunn uh, in Hawaii. A couple recently learned in a costly way that they owned the road that their home is on. So they own the home and the road. Now, this home and road were built sometime in the 1990s, and the resident said he wanted a street light fixed in front of his home. So somebody said, Well, you should contact the owner of the road. So he said the street light was out. I called the city to have it repaired or have it corrected. And they told me that the street itself was private and that I had to contact the owner of the street to have it replaced and fixed. It turns out that the owners were a couple that lived on the street and they did not know that they owned it. So, but this is the thing that got the ball rolling. So the couple spoke to the reporters and said, when we first moved in, our neighbor told us that we owned the street. And we kind of just laughed because we thought, yeah, yeah, we're the new neighbor. They're pulling our legs. So they did some research and then discovered that the road was never conveyed to the city when the subdivision was completed. But they weren't able to find the original developer to find out why that was. So you might know this. You might not. But let's suppose there's a city, okay, and there's vacant lots in the city. And there's a big chunk that can be turned into a subdivision. So the developer comes in and does all the infrastructure for the subdivision, the sewers, the water lines, and then the road, and then starts building and selling off houses along in this subdivision. And when they get done, the developer still owns the road because they're the ones who put it in, and they didn't sell the road to any of the homeowners, at least you wouldn't think. And then when they get to the end and they're done... They then approached the city and said, we want to convey this road to you. So then the city would take over maintenance of it. And, you know, not in Hawaii, but in Michigan, they'd plow the snow, that kind of thing. They'd repair it if things happened. And of course, the streetlights, they'd take care of the streetlights too. But because it never got conveyed, the ownership remained with, it turns out one of the homeowners, which is strange. I would have thought the developer still owned it. But... The developer may have simply, when they sold the last house, conveyed the house along with all other remnants of parcels that haven't been transferred to other people. I mentioned before there's a subdivision that I ride my bike through uh, in, in the mornings. Uh, in fact, I rode through it this morning. And um, it's one of the worst roads I know of in southeastern Michigan. And it's because it is an association, a homeowner's association, uh, that was put in by a developer and they never conveyed the roads to the township. And so I don't know why. If it was per- on purpose or if they just if the township didn't want it. I don't know. All I know is no one maintains the roads. They're horrible. They're horrible. So Hawaii News Now also tried to find out who the developer was without success. Somehow the original developer owners of that lot, they were supposed to dedicate it, conveyed it to the original owner of the property that these people now own. Now, of course, the people who bought this property didn't realize they got the street, didn't take it seriously, until they got a letter from the Hawaiian Electric Company, HECO, asking for $18,000 for the last 20 years of electrical stuff with street lights and so on. So the woman says, as soon as I got it, I panicked. I've started making all the phone calls necessary to find out why I should be held liable for this. Now, the issue came up before the Honolulu City Council on Wednesday, and the power company sent somebody out who said they're not expecting the family to actually pay the $20,000. The intention I just want to share was not to collect the past due bill for over 20 years of electricity. That wasn't the intention when we reached out. They say they just want to determine who will pay the bill going forward, but couldn't say why it took so long to discover the unpaid bill. It might be, you wonder, if somebody thought that the street had its own address. I don't know. Council member Andrea Tupelo sponsored a resolution for the city to take possession of the street and the responsibility for the light bill. Council members adopted the resolution. And by the way, one of these homeowners who owns the street, one of the street owners, (laughs) testified in support of the measure. Saying we definitely have an inside joke about this street being ours, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't want it to be ours, and that's the thing. Is you know, some people say, well, you know, if you own more property, it's good. Well, sometimes it comes along with some baggage. I seem to recall a story out of San Francisco, maybe, or maybe San Diego, but out in California, there was a development of a bunch of homes, and I think it was a cul-de-sac, but it was it was it was a small small street that came in and served these homes. And apparently, the street itself was a separate entity for tax purposes. And I believe it was owned by these people as part of an HOA or something. But it was commonly owned by these homeowners around it. And somehow, it went up for a tax foreclosure sale. Somebody bought it. Came out and looked at it and said, huh, it's kind of weird. I bought this weird piece of property that's in front of all these homes and the only function of it appears to be so people can get from the public road to their house to their houses and they have to cross this little piece of property. And so the people who bought it at the tax auction then approached the people in the home and said, do you want to buy it back from us? It's going to cost you. And of course, I believe litigation ensued uh, and a lot of other harsh feelings ensued. But I've heard of quite a few examples of that. And it's often the result of just really strange pieces of property that people forget about. And so you can imagine that, let's go the hypothetical based on the story I just told you. Let's suppose that you have a development with a bunch of homes in a horseshoe, right? And you just simply have a little, little street and the driveways all feed off that. And instead of having somehow that piece owned by one person like happened in Hawaii. It's owned jointly by all these people, right? So someone's got to take the initiative to make sure the taxes get paid on it and everything else gets done to maintain it. And somehow if that doesn't happen and it goes up for a tax auction, you got a problem. Now understand that for a tax auction to take place, they have to notify the owners and so on. And that's often where the problems occur where they claim we didn't get the notices and the tax notices look like junk mail. But I've heard of some crazier, crazier ones than that even. And um, I remember reading about one in Michigan, in Detroit, where there was a guy who owned a business and he had a parking lot. And between the parking lot and his business, there was a little strip of property, a really narrow little strip of property that somebody didn't pay the taxes on and somebody else bought it. At a tax auction. They came out and they looked at the property and they're going, huh, it's like three feet wide and it runs the length of these two properties, the parking lot and the the business. And um, new owner of the property approaches the business and goes, hey, if you want to keep walking across my property, you can buy it from me. Or I can just construct a wall. (laughs) Now, people could walk around the wall into the business but the guy would certainly have the right to construct the wall if he wanted to. And the question then becomes how much is that property worth? And it's one of those unusual things. It's a piece of property that no one can build like you can't build a house on it. It's not you know, it's not big enough. The only function it serves is for people to walk across to get from this guy's parking lot to this guy's business. And by the way, he owns both of these. Somehow he just never owned that slice down the middle. How it happens, who knows. Who knows? Weird stuff happens. Weird stuff happens. So you hear about these kinds of things. But, you know, if you own property, you got to make sure you know exactly where the corners of it are, where the extent of it is, and you should pay attention to it. And the other big problem I hear about, and I don't do a lot of property law, but I've, I've talked to a lot of people. And a lot of people call me with these kinds of questions and problems, is they'll say, I own a piece of property that's out in the middle of nowhere. I bought it as like a hunting piece of property. I go up there once in a while and I hunt on it. Someday I might build a cabin, but you know, it's, just, it's just a piece of property out in the middle of the woods. And they go up there and they discover that other people have been hunting on it or chopping down trees or, or, or building stuff or burning stuff or just staying there or constructing tree stands. And, and they're like, it's my property. And I go, is it marked? Yes, yes, it's marked. Now, Michigan is a state that requires you to put up no trespassing signs. And some states, and I like this, but some states allow you to simply paint purple stripes on trees. And that notifies somebody that this is private property. Stay off. The purple paint on the tree does the same thing as a no trespassing sign. Because the problem with no trespassing signs, as anybody will tell you, is you put them up and people come by and look around and they rip them down. And when you come by and go, hey, you're on my property. I didn't know. There's no sign. Well, that sign you tore down said no trespassing. I didn't do that. I didn't, oh, oh, there's a sign. I didn't see that sign over there. Meanwhile, they're nailing a tree stand into one of your trees. So you unfortunately have got to be vigilant about this stuff. We've talked about adverse possession. If somebody is on your property for a certain length of time, depending on which state you're in, it can become theirs. You know, so that's why it becomes vitally important when you discover that your neighbor's got a fence three feet onto your property. Find out when it got there. Because you may need to have it moved back. Otherwise, it might become permanent there. And the property on the other side of the fence, which should be yours, might become un-yours. So you don't want that to happen. But this is a crazy story out of Hawaii. A couple finds out they own a road by getting a power bill for the uh, streetlights. Good news, they don't have to pay it. <laughs> ben Gutierrez and Andrew McMunn wrote that for uh, NBC12, KHNL. Scuba Steve Jim and Logan all sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Don't dim your light because someone complained about how bright you shine.